Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this series that's designed to take you deeper and farther in your faith than ever before. We hope that this next series will be an encouragement to you wherever you are in your faith journey. We'd love to hear from each and every one of you. Will you take a moment to go to branchlife.church and click on this connection card? And if this series speaks to you, we'd love for you to share it on your social media anytime in any way. Just click the link or the share button on whatever platform you are watching. Hey, stay tuned to the end after this talk, and I'll see you then. Thank you, Chris. Uh, as Chris said, we want to say a special welcome to anybody that is visiting this morning. My name is Josh. This is Jen, and uh, we are proud to be part of the family here at Branch Life Church, and we're glad that you're joining us today. Today is a little bit of a unique Sunday, and we are asking everyone today to participate in responding uh, and, and worshiping God. And we've already done that. We've followed the verse that says, serve the Lord with gladness and come into his presence with singing and we're doing that today uh, and we've already been able to sing together today and I want to explain how today's format is going to be different than other formats and if you're watching online we want to invite you to participate as well uh, wherever you're worshiping from whether you're watching live or the recording of this uh, as Chris said we are wrapping up this series if we could throw up that graphic up on the slide the next series graphic please uh, the PowerPoint that I have if we could put that up we're doing this next series uh, that, that is our last Sunday together today, and this has been a summer series that we have been working through uh, together for the last couple of months. It's actually been eight weeks that we've been talking about this. This series is all to do with our personal growth in Jesus. What steps can we take that are essential for a deeper faith in Christ? And today, we want to wrap that up, and we want to participate in asking God this question, what's, what's my next step? What can I do? And maybe you've been a part of every single one of these discussions. Maybe you have, uh, uh, this is your first Sunday with us. You can still ask and prayerfully consider that question. What's my next step for a deeper faith? We're going to talk about that at the end of our time together. We're going to wrap that up, ask you to use those green cards to respond. We're also going to be bringing to you um, a time of prayer. Do we not have that PowerPoint? We're going to be bringing to you a, a time of prayer where we're going to be working together in the next 10 minutes to come to God. One of the sayings that we have is pray first. And we are at the beginning of a brand new chapter. Whether it's culturally, we have back to school and we've got kids and families that are in brand new rhythms that are, are going back to school and are getting ready for the new rhythms of this fall. We're excited about that. We're also entering a new season for Branch. We're going to be kicking off a brand new series next week at what we're calling our fall kickoff. And that's going to launch us into a new chapter at Branch that I personally, as one of your pastors, am very excited about. Uh, we're growing, we're expanding, we're multiplying, and we believe that God has some great things for us in the next 6 to 12 months that we are anticipating his movement in. And so what we want to do as we are prepping our minds and spirits for next, for the fall kickoff, for whatever God is doing, we want to just stop and pray first. 
we want to, as a church, spend some specific time praying for this next chapter. As you can see on the slide, uh, we're praying over our next steps. We're going to be praying over our fall kickoff. We're going to be launching into brand new groups that are going to be happening. Uh, new groups are starting. The season of groups is launching off this September. And we're praying about multiplication, some incredible things that God is going to do. So we're going to pray in three ways this morning. First, myself and Jen, we're going to lead you in a pr corporate prayer together. You pray silently as we pray out loud, and we'll pray with one voice to God. I'm going to pray over the next season for Branch kind of in a broad way. We're going to ask Jenny to pray over this next season for Branch as we think about our families and what God is calling us to do uh, here as we get into new rhythms and new times. And so we'll lead you into two prayers. Then I'm going to encourage you to have a season of prayer with a partner. Maybe you're sitting with family, maybe you're sitting with a friend, and if, if you can just put your head together and just quietly pray after I prompt you, the two of you praying out loud together, or three, or as a family, we'd encourage you to do that. If you don't have anyone to pray with, that's fine. Uh, you can just stay and, and pray in that moment. If you're at home, we want you to pray together at home uh, during this. If you're watching by yourself, just maybe get a journal out and pray. What we're going to ask you to pray about together is we're going to ask you to pray over these invite cards. And everybody has two of these on their chairs. We want you to hold these and pray over them and let them represent the people in our world, in our community, who need Jesus, who need to grow in their faith, who need the power of the Holy Spirit, who are going to get invites over these last next few weeks, who are going to be a part of this next chapter at Branch or whatever God is doing in our community, in our world. You can pray specifically or generally, but we want to cover uh, what God is doing next with people in prayer, in partnership prayer. That's beautiful. <laughs> Ambiance, they call it. Yeah. Third, we're going to ask you to have private prayer. And in private prayer, we're just going to ask you to pray alone. Again, I'll prompt you in this. And you can pray as specifically as you can about your next steps what God would have for you, about your invitations, who are you going to give invites to, whether it's digital or in person, and about your one. And I'll remind you about all of those things in just a couple minutes. So I want to encourage us over the next 10 minutes or so to lean in to the spirit of prayer as we go before the throne of God with praise, with singing, with thanksgiving. Will you join us in a time of prayer? I'll lead us off and then Jen will follow God, together we come into your presence as, as one body, as one family, literally in many places, Lord. Some are watching from other countries, from, from vacation times, Lord. And we've gathered together in this place to meet with you, to serve you, God, to have a conversation with you. And Lord, we're pausing and we're doing what you've asked us to do, to pray continually and to pray first. And Lord, we're excited about the next chapter in our lives and in the ministry here at Branch Life Church and what you're doing in the church around the world. And we want to stop and just pause in this moment, God, and ask for your Holy Spirit power to lead and guide us as a body of believers into this next season. Lord, we want to pause and listen for your voice to have have clear direction and leading for, for you as we prayerfully consider our next steps as a church, as we go into these next chapters in life, as we think about these rhythms for this next month, this next season, this next year. God, would you go before us? Would you be in front of us and behind us and, and below us and above us and work through us? 
to work your great will in our time and in our generation in this place. God, we pray this powerful prayer that you would move so greatly amongst us that it would be unmistakably God who moves, not us. That we wouldn't get any moment of glory, but that, God, you would receive it all. Do something so great that the only explanation is God is on the move. God, we ask that you would lead us into this next chapter as we're, we're a, a young church growing, praying for exciting things with multiplications, that we would be a church of disciples who love to make disciples. And God, we would take all that we've learned and been reminded of over this last summer and we would put it into our context, into our lives, into our rhythms, and to be able to help others do the same. We, God, know that you have a powerful work for us to do. And we stand here this morning as a church of believers and we say with one voice, here am I, send me. God, send me to Pottstown, send me to Coventry, send me to Chester Springs and Elverson, God, to Phoenixville, send me to my neighborhood, to my neighbors, to my family. God, send me to the, this entire Philadelphia region, the northeast of the United States, send me anywhere in the world that you need me. God, we pray to send us, send us as a church through the highways and byways of this world, through the live streams and broadcasts and airtimes of this world, through the conversations over a cup of coffee, through the acts of service in times of crisis, God, through prayerful moments of partnering as we love God and love our neighbor together, send us, send us, Lord, in this next chapter in a way that we couldn't even plan or strategize or imagine about. But God, do a great work. We're here to serve you as we enter your courts of singing. So God, we pray over this kickoff. We pray over the, the conference in October. We pray over this fall, over the holiday season coming up, and over this next year. That you protect us, that you guide us, that you empower us to do your will. In your precious name. God, as we come before you, Lord, as and just the opportunity to be able to pray over the families and the ministries that you have brought to Branch, um, it's hard to pray about it without just giving thanks first, Lord. So thank you for all you've done. Thank you for the gift of those that you've called here, the personalities that you brought with gifts, and um, just the opportunity that we could have to be a body of Christ. Lord, help us to shine our lights as you would have us shine. Lord, sometimes it gets messy and it's and it's hard. Um, I just pray that you would be the strength at that point and that, God, we would continue to look to you. Lord, for all the people at Branch, Lord, the church, God, we just pray from the youngest that was just born to the eldest senior saint, Lord, that we would be looking to you each and every day. God, that your word would be precious to us and that we would run to it for encouragement, for refreshment, for guidance, God. And we just thank you for the opportunity that we have to um, be stronger together, be better together, Lord as we challenge and encourage each other. Lord, for the teachers that have just started and the families that have gone back to school, Lord, uh, just encourage those teachers that are in, um, in those hard districts and in those tough classrooms, Lord, and the families as they reset their schedule, God. Uh, just lead and guide and direct that you, we would love you first, Lord, and love others as well. God, we just thank you for the ministries you're about to kick off and different things that are happening here at Branch, Lord. We just look for guidance and direction, and uh, we come to you with thanksgiving of all the opportunities, Lord, 
the field is white and ready for harvest, Lord, and we just, we just look to you for um, what you're going to do, and we are excited and thrilled to know that you're working even, am, even amidst all the, everything that's going on, God. Um, you have a plan, and we just trust and rest in that. God, we thank you for um, rest. We thank you for a time just to be together and to worship you even this Sunday, God. We just praise and worship you for all you do. In your name we pray. Well, I, I count it a privilege to be able to pray together with my wife, and you just got a sneak peek into just something we enjoy doing on a regular basis together. Actually, Jenny leads a prayer time on Wednesday mornings for called Moms in Prayer. If you want to meet here at the Branch House praying over our school district, you could do that anytime. I'm jealous that they all get to pray with you on Wednesday Thursday mornings. mornings. Thursday, mornings. Thursday mornings. <laughs> she keeps the schedule, not me. Yes. Tells me when it's time to pray. So just like Jen and I get a chance to pray together, we want to encourage you guys to pray together uh, in this next moment. We want to ask you to specifically pray over uh, the fall kickoff next week. If you could spend time praying over this kickoff and praying over the cards that you have in your hands, some representing specific people, some just representing the community, would you do that? The worship team is going to play some music in the background so you don't feel uh, awkward for other people easing in, but don't worry about it. Just pray together out loud. Everyone's going to do it going to be amazing. If you want to change your posture, stand, kneel, get in a different spot, feel free, or just lean in together. Again, you don't have to partner up, but if you would, if you would, we'd appreciate that. And then just a moment, we're going to come prompt you for one more time of prayer. So lean in together uh, with somebody, partner up, and let's pray.
fun to hear the holy roar of everyone praying to the Holy Spirit together in these moments. We're going to ask you to pray together one more time, and this is just you and God. Talk to him about whatever it is. But can I encourage you to pray for boldness, to invite others to Jesus. Pray for your one. Pray for how you can serve and invest. Pray about how you can invite. Who, who is God laying on your heart with maybe these two invitations? The number five keeps coming to my mind. Five invitations. Hand them out together this week each. Praying for five people to come to Jesus next week. Wouldn't that be amazing? Five people come to Jesus. Maybe more. Five families that need to connect with the family of God and become a part of Branch would connect for maybe the first time starting next week as we jump into this next season that God would use you in a special way. Pray for your personal next steps to go deeper in your faith as we talk about that the rest of this morning. So the, the worship team is going to play a little bit of background music and then at some point they're going to start singing and as you finish your prayer, just join us in song. And again, if you want to kneel, stay seated, stand, whatever you want to do, when they're done singing the song, we'll transition to our next time together. Let's go to God in personal prayer.
that was a special moment for all of you and for your families, for those of you joining us online. We want to continue uh, uh, building on the conversation that we've just had with God and with this series by wrapping up our discussion uh, by having a panel talk about what it looks like to partner together to grow deeper in our faith. So uh, I'm going to ask Chris to come up. He's going to help uh, us host this panel time together. And then there's several other people that are going to participate, uh, Claire and Alan, uh, Scott and Alex, and Ryan. If you guys could come up and join us, that would be great. One of the dreams that I have uh, for Branch Life and one of the prayers that I have is that we would be a church for disciples who are passionate about making disciples. And that's, that's an interesting dynamic. We want to be excited about our own personal growth in Jesus, and we want to help other people know and follow Jesus too. And if you're passionate about that, man, this is, this is the church for you, because that's, that's a heartbeat of who we are. But what does that look like? How does that work? What are some stories that we could tell in all of that? If you have your Bibles, go to 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy, uh, and we want to share a verse from 1 Timothy, excuse me, not 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, chapter 2. The book of Timothy is a discipleship book, because it's written by Paul, a follower of Jesus, to Timothy. Somebody that he had mentored and coached and supported in his life. And in 2 Timothy 2, starting in verse 1, You then, my child, right, Paul's talking to Timothy, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. That's, that's the marching orders for discipleship. What you've learned from God, what you've learned from others, you should be able to teach then to other people. Our goal is multiplication, multiplying disciples. It's super exciting, right? That's the marching orders. Go and make disciples. And so God has asked us to do that. Let me explain a little bit of why we have our different team members here on the panel. And uh, you know us all, and a lot of us are in leadership positions here in the church. You get to see Chris every week as he helps host and lead our Sunday morning uh, worship times. Uh, Ryan is one of our small group leaders, Alex is one of our pastors along with Scott, and then Claire and Alan are some of our worship leaders, and we each have kind of different discipleship relationships that we want to talk about this morning. Uh, Chris and I have known each other for, I don't know how long, Chris. Too long. Too long. Too long. Yeah. It's been exhausting, yeah, all the way through. Yeah, so Chris, uh, Chris, first time I met Chris, he was probably in middle school, somewhere around there. And he had joined into our youth group down in Downingtown, and I've been Chris's youth pastor, once a youth pastor, always a youth pastor, uh, for, for too long. It's been, yeah. you're right, all the gray hairs on this side are Chris's. Um, Chris, who is somebody that's, that's been important in your spiritual growth journey? Somebody that's kind of filled that role for you and helped disciple you in some season of spiritual growth? Yeah, I think that's a really important question, and I'm really thankful for it. And just this past summer, not this summer, but the year before, I graduated from Bible college. I went to a really great Bible college in Chicago. And I think of the many professors, um, really amazing godly men and women that really poured into me over that time. But I think it was only appropriate, and Josh, you don't know this, I'm actually going to talk about my relationship with Josh because it has been one of the most essential relationships in my life as far as my spiritual growth goes. Josh, you were there for me during my time in middle school and high school. A very difficult time for a lot of young boys because of how dumb we are, but <laughs> you were patient and you were kind and you saw leadership potential in me. You invited me 
into the leadership team on the youth group when we went on to our missions trip down to South America. Mm. You asked me about it and you prompted me and you said, Chris, do you feel like missions is possibly something that God is asking you into? And I said, Josh, I do feel that way. And you came alongside me. You directed me to the Bible college that I ultimately went to. Mm. And so Josh has played such a huge, important and significant role in my life. And I'm really grateful for our relationship. I'm really thankful for you. And funnily enough, I ended up moving back into the area after I graduated Bible college. And here I am again on staff working with Josh again. So uh, I think God is really using me to minister to Josh. He just needs a lot of help. Uh, so I'm so happy to be a mentor figure yeah, for you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm so happy that I was able to disciple you. How much life. did you want for that? Was that $50? <laughs> that $20? I can't remember. I didn't bring it with me. I owe you. Yeah, good. So Chris and I, we, we've been partnering together. So we're going to tag team and ha- kind of host a panel discussion and kind of keep this conversation going. Um, the next group is kind of a group of three. And you have Pastor Scott, Pastor Alex, and Ryan. And a little bit of their background and why they're up here today is one of the first small circle discipleship relationships that Scott had was with Alex before he was a pastoral resident, before he uh, was on staff here. And so Scott and Alex have teamed together. Now Alex is a pastoral resident and he has been shepherding, mentoring Ryan as Ryan's preparing and has launched another men's group. And so Alex and Ryan have been in a kind of leadership development relationship. So Ryan is Scott's grandson. Yeah. Yeah. So the verse, if we play the verse out, what you've heard from me, Scott's heard from God, he's passed on to faithful men, Alex, who's passed on to Ryan. Now all of them have different relationships that have helped their spiritual journey so what's the question I asked you that we want to ask them? Yeah, we want to know, guys, who was a really key figure in your life as far as your spiritual growth? Who was a discipler in your relationship? Who modeled that for you? Seniority. <laughs> I, I mean, the first is my dad, and it still is my dad. Uh, I talk to him, not every day, but pretty close. And uh, he shared, brought Christ to me. And um, as a young boy, and continues to influence me uh, in my walk with the Lord to this day. Um, then there were some other kind of key relationships over the year. That, and as I think about it, there was a man named Matt Pollock, who I met with every week in college, and just poured into me and helped me uh, learn a lot about leadership and about myself. And uh, then another uh, gentleman in the college years, Mike Shaw, uh, who uh, was our dorm dad and who welcomed me into their family and and taught me a lot about being a husband, a a dad, and um, in the way that only only he could. He was a very aggressive coach and uh, man, but uh, had a great influence. Yeah, the the list goes on and on. I know recently, this one right here, I'll get my brownie points now. (laughs) Scott, him him and Brooke have really invested in uh, my wife and I. They were one of the first people at Branch. Uh, One of the first things we did was ask to be discipled by someone, and he reached out. And it's like, what what do you think? I was like, I mean, if it's got to be you, all right. (laughs) No, no, we've we've really grown with that, and he's encouraged. He's asked me the hard questions and stuff. Uh, But growing up, I would say my parents, uh, first and foremost, they just show an example is important into me. Um, going through high school, a guy named Doug Wynn, uh, he was a baseball coach, soccer coach. Man, he rode me hard in a good way, like, you know. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, he, told me, uh, he taught me how to really uh, live the life God's called us to live and uh, be a leader and an example. My wife, she's been awesome. She's really uh, 
have really encouraged me and she she tells me how it is if yeah. you know what I'm saying uh, but and then I had another pastor who really invested over years and years and it's just it just keeps building on and on so but right now it's Scott so uh, there's there is a trend going here because what I was thinking about was my parents um, and how important it is to invest into next generation that we've all been uh, impacted by and uh, that's a great start of discipleship um, and again I've had so many uh, others throughout the years um, Josh's brother Jared was very instrumental in helping me right as I got out of high school into college and working at camp um, we spent a lot of time together uh, in God's Word yeah, excellent a couple things I heard just to point out Alex and Alex asked to be discipled like that was that was a big step for you guys I've also heard already serving and we got we got plugged in with somebody and then parents that's big that's huge in the discipleship so big stuff uh then the third story we wanted to tell this morning and we asked claire and allen to be a part of this discussion uh claire and allen came to branch three four years ago uh really at the beginning of us launching and starting uh, because they had been baptized had come to christ in another state and they had moved to this region and were young in their spiritual journey and their spiritual faith and knew that they needed to get connected to a, a, a Bible church. And so they connected to Branch uh, through personal friends, I think, is how we got connected at the very beginning. And it's resulted in what you see today. Now they're leaders in the church. They're a part of our uh, worship collective. They lead in our worship collective. It's been awesome to see their trajectory over these last three years. Same question for you guys. Who's somebody that's been significant in your spiritual journey? Broadly speaking, I want to talk about the Worship Collective. Oh, wow. um, yeah, most recently I feel like we've had a lot of spiritual growth because of all of the relationships that we've formed through that collective. It's a lot more than just planning songs and uh, scheduling and playing music together. We really have times of fellowship and um, prayer time and we challenge each other. We talk about the songs and why we want to sing those songs and just have become like lifelong friends with these people. And I personally, you know, really admire the other women in the Branch Life uh, Collective. Uh, there's Brooke, I always admire uh, the way you pray and the way that you always check in with everyone. Um, I really look up to you in that. And Lisa's friendship and Jess and Joyce and um, all the other women involved. It's been a real blessing to get to know them and. We're all in different kind of stages of our life too, so it's great that we're able to come together. Um, and then I also wanted to give a shout out to Alan, my husband. <laughs> um, we live about like <laughs> brownie points. <laughs> we live about like 45 minutes to, to an hour, depending on traffic away. Um, so we have a lot of time together in the car, and I just think about all the conversations that we have driving back and forth. Sometimes they're hard, sometimes they're not good, sometimes they're really deep, and sometimes they're funny. And I just think we've both grown by being able to talk about things that have been laid on our heart through, you know, the sermon or whatever happened at practice or whatever it might be. And we, um, it's just been a great time to grow together deeper. For me, uh, it kind of all started when we first joined Branch with uh, getting connected to our small group, our young adult group, the original young adult group. <laughs> Not new and improved. Um, 
Jared and Natalie Lemos, yeah. they really uh, encouraged us to get serving in the church. So we started by putting out those green connection cards that you guys see on your, on your seats. Just a reminder to fill those out. Um, I'm getting the brownie points. Yeah, $20. That. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from there, it, it really laid on our heart that rhythm of service and coming to church just a little bit early, rearranging our weekends to make sure that we have time to be here and serving with people that we know and we love, and they were able to talk to us about a lot of things. Josh and Jenny, of course, during our pre-marriage counseling, that has been wonderful. Uh, my wife. Because I don't know if you heard, but we have a long commute and we talk <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, but just a lot of good conversations there. And then recently it's been the two Tylers in the church, Tyler Rutherford and Tyler Brenner. Tyler Rutherford is one of my very close friends. We chat all throughout the week about anything, God, Star Wars, anything. Um, and then Tyler Brenner, we have a weekly call. We, it's the branch leadership, worship leadership call. We just have a call every week where we just go on and talk about what's going on in life, what's going on in worship, what kind of songs do we want to do, scheduling out a bunch of stuff, but most importantly, just what is on our heart that week and how God is using us and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a really good time. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, everybody, for sharing. So we, we asked our first question, and we kind of want to do two more open questions um, to the panel, and you guys can jump in or not say anything else the, the rest of the time that we have together in this discussion. Uh, Chris, what's the second question we want to ask? Yeah, we're wondering, what would you say is the key to discipleship? Like, if you're missing this, you're really missing out on the heart of discipleship. What would you say is really essential if you want to have that discipleship relationship? Uh, intentionality. Uh, well, I have friends, and we say this, this saying all the time, the phone works both ways. Mm. You ever get that guy, oh, you haven't called me. You know, you haven't, you haven't given a shot. Well, you haven't called me either. So intentionality going into the, the fact that uh, – it's an intentional relationship that, that God's created us to be in relationship, to equip us to grow. And uh, so just as Scott pours into me, I need to be pouring back into Scott, but intentionally doing it. Uh, so intentionality would, would be, be the one. Would wrapped in that be like set it up, make the appointment, put it on the calendar, like you're doing oh, this on purpose. Calendars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. It, it is prioritizing it. It's making time, just putting on, like, there's always a million reasons not to do something. Yeah. But but making the time, setting aside, we meet, Matt, I forget what time, like 6, 6.30 in the morning with Steve all the time. Like, we meet early. And that's an intentional setting alarm, waking up, getting going, because we all have busy days. Yeah. And we'll get lost. So to set that time, prioritize it. Uh, I meet with another couple guys. It's been, how many books are in John? How many books are in John? Like 20, I don't know. It's 20 something? Question. I don't know. 21. So we've been meeting for 21 weeks now. We just finished reading through John, and it's that intentional time, and we met every Wednesday at a time. So intentionality, setting calendars. Yeah. I'll expand on that. Um, also being genuine. Um, you're trying to, you're working with someone in discipleship, and if you're not genuine with them and, and in, want to desire for them to grow in Christ, um, they'll see it. And uh, that, that genuine being genuine is very important. I think part of that is investing in the relationship as a whole. Just being friends is important. It's an important part of knowing each other's heart in discipleship and just getting to know that person and, and 
what they are struggling with or what they're strong with or what they might need help with. Again, a common thread, I think, in all of it was relationship. You got to connect. You got to connect with other people, lock arms, better together, do it on purpose, do it in worship, do it in your group, do it on a service team, do it one-on-one, however it works. There's lots of paths to those relationships, but intentionally being poured into and pouring into somebody else. I think one more question we'd like to get your input on. What's that one, Chris? Yeah, general advice as far as, hey, how do you really make this work super well? You know, here's you know, maybe an attempt that I made and it just completely fell flat. You know, that was a negative learning experience or a positive learning experience of, hey, we tried this and it worked really well. Just anyone who might be feeling on their heart right now, wow, I really need to be in a discipleship relationship. What's the advice that you would give them? Start. Um, Alan alluded to this already, but when we first joined, we were pretty quiet for a while. We would just kind of show up at five and leave when it was over. Um, and it wasn't until we first joined our young adult group that we kind of started to connect with people. We honestly were nervous for it. We almost turned around and went home because we, <laughs> we just were nervous. Um, we're pretty shy people. Uh, but once we started serving, I think for us, the, the act of serving has been really, really instrumental in like changing the fabric of our life and our rhythms. And like he said, it started with just laying out cards and pens and just being there early, whatever the team needed, getting set up. And it was a really small but important and impactful way to be involved. And that led kind of the foundation of us being able to be more involved with the worship collective and kind of snowballing into that but that moment when we decided to start serving was really like the turning point of us making deeper relationships with everyone around us i i uh was thinking through um you know we're all nervous and we get nervous uh because you, especially when you're starting a relationship with someone you're that fear of being rejected and stuff but i always uh think through that process of by What's the best that could happen? Uh, when you invest in someone else, you'll be amazed how God will invest in you. I just encourage people and, and remind, and, and Second Peter uh, reminds us that we, that uh, God's divine power is granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And uh, as I've talked with some of you about possibly entering into a disciple uh, relationship or maybe even being a disciple maker and, and there's often like a big gulp of what that, uh, you want me to do what or, or that, but God's given us everything that we need. We have his Holy Spirit that empowers us. We have his word that guides us. Uh, we have a church family that, that supports and encourages us. We have uh, leaders and mentors, pastors that if you get stuck, you can ask for help. Um, and so we have everything that we need, and God kind of told us to do it, so it might be a good idea. Yeah, and if I could highlight that for a second, I, I think you're making a really great point that I want to underscore. In the beginning, when we asked them, oh, who were those people that really poured into you? The answer wasn't pastor, pastor, pastor. That was one of the relationships, but we heard family members. We heard baseball coaches, and so don't immediately disqualify yourself. If you're not a pastor, don't think, oh, I couldn't disciple someone right. if, I am, if I'm not in full-time ministry. No, you have what it takes. Like Scott said, you've, God has given you everything that you need, and you have a story, and you have to believe in the power of your story to shape another person's life. Awesome. Yeah, every, every discipleship uh, thing that I've been in, 
recently, it's been intentionally going to ask someone to. This isn't something that just is gonna happen naturally. It just doesn't like pick up. It, in these relationships like this, there's gotta be an invitation yeah. or an asking of it. So. And there's a fight against it. Oh yeah, because yeah. you hear all these yeah. things, like oh, I'm sort of nervous about it, I almost turned around and stuff like that, like, all right, I'm gonna talk to this dude, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just like grandfather material over here. You know? like, but uh, if you really want to get serious about growing with Jesus, I mean, we walk with Christ. And the Bible says, in our weakness, we are strong. Yo, I'm super weak. Yeah. But God has put us in community. When we come around with other believers, I have a lot of people that disciple me because of how weak I am. Yeah. And God's given us everything we need, which is brothers and sisters in Christ to get in relationship with, invest in one another to make us the people God's called us to be. Well, let's thank our panel. Let's give them a big round of applause. We appreciate you guys. You guys can go down. Well, we want to close our time together and give you an opportunity to respond. So what I want to do is ask, ask you guys if you would all grab your green cards. If you could grab a green card, we want to invite you into a response time. We're just simply calling this our wrap-up. And if I could give you one more illustration to kind of help with it. Uh, I don't know why, call me crazy, but over the last couple of months, I've taken up running. So I run around a loop three times up a very big hill and back down again. I do it again, I do it again, and a few days later, I do it again, I do it again. Well, in order to run, there's a lot of preparation that I got. And I, I have to have, like, the equipment to run uh, all set and ready to go. So every time I run, I run, it takes me about a half hour. It takes me about 40 minutes just to get ready to run, right? Like, have you ever had this experience? Because you got to, first you got to hydrate, right? You got to get your water, and you got to get that out, and you got to drink it, and get it ready, and have it for you. I strategically place it on my loop so I can grab it on the way by, and and it's, uh, it's something that I do. I have to have it when it's done and over. I found out early on that you have to have the right shoes, right? Like the wrong shoes when you run are bad, so you got to change your shoes. You got to make sure you get the right ones. I had to go to the, these are the Brooks, I don't know what they, Brooks, Brooks shoes. You runners know what those are. And um, you got to have the right socks on under those shoes. That also, again, makes a big difference. So you put the, the right stuff. I have to have something in my ears, but you just can't have regular headphones on because they bounce around so I have these ones that you can hear traffic coming so I put these on which means I have to have my phone uh, to give me the map of where I'm running so you can tell me when to turn and what podcast or songs to listen to so I load those things on for me I have to change my glasses because if I wear these glasses they bounce the whole time so the glasses go and I have to put on the glasses that go tighter to my face. That's why some Sundays I have different glasses on because I forgot to change them back. And uh, we run all the way around the certain shorts that have to hold my phone so that doesn't bounce around. And, and by the time I get out there and run, right, I've actually done all this equipping. You, you know you have to put this. <laughs> or no one's ever going to talk to you again. Now, turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12.
Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, every sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let us run the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith. Now, God has called us to run our race. The race of life. When you become a believer, you start running this race, and you're going to run it until you see Jesus in glory or until he returns. I do all of this to prepare for a 30-minute jog. What could I possibly do to prepare for the race of life? What are the essentials that I need so that I can run the race God has set before me? Well, over the course of the last eight weeks, we've been talking about some of those essential next steps. They're available in your small circle. What we have learned is that it doesn't mean you have to do a one-on-one. But you do have to get in relationships, start serving, so that you can intentionally equip yourself to run the race that God has before you. Over these last weeks, we have looked at some of these essentials for a deeper faith. In Matthew, uh, in the book of Matthew, it says, in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. We learn about discipleship in Matthew chapter 4, and we learn that discipleship is something that we do together. He said to them, follow me. We then follow Jesus, run the race that God has before you, putting your eyes only on Jesus, to fish for men. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. That's discipleship. Together, helping each other take your next spiritual step. That's what discipleship is. So for you, what is your next spiritual step? Maybe it's represented on this board. Maybe the Holy Spirit has talked to you more specifically about some other way. But what I want to challenge you to do in the moments as I'm talking, and I'm just going to talk to give you time to write, I want you to prayerfully consider answering this question, what is my next spiritual step on that card? And then I'm going to ask you to turn the card in. In the front, I'm going to have my backpack open. Come up here and throw that card in that backpack. It's the gear that you're going to need for the next season of your race. There's a backpack in the back. You can throw it in that backpack. I'm going to invite the worship team to come lead us again in the song, Here's Your Heart. And as they lead us in the song, would you consider writing? You've already prayed, God, what's my next step? What's my next step? What's my next step? Maybe for you it is a new you. You need to be born again. As it says in John 3, chapter 3, you cannot enter the kingdom of God unless you have been born again. Have you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Are you in relationship with God? That's our first better together step is to know and follow Jesus. And if you have been saved, there is a new you. You've been born again. What have you put off and what are you putting on? 
Maybe for you, your next spiritual step is, I've got to put off this. I've got to take off that. Maybe I've got to put off anxiety and I need to put on trust, right? Maybe I need to put off busyness and I've got to put in rest. Maybe I need to put off a vice, an addiction, and I've got to put in uh, uh, following and, and, and longing after Jesus. Maybe I've got to put off some sin or some weight so that I can run with my eyes fixed on Jesus. You're new. Maybe that's your next step. Maybe your next step is a commitment to prayer. We talked a lot about prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Don't stop. And maybe you realize that, that your anxiety might be just God's signal for you to pray more. And maybe that's God saying, hey, trust, pray, talk. And maybe prayer has to become, maybe your next step is I'm going to start a prayer journal. I'm going to get a prayer partner. Or I'm, going to, I'm going to join the moms in prayer on Thursday mornings or whatever it might be to make prayer intentional in your life. Maybe, maybe no phone in the morning until you've prayed. How about that? No checking the gram until I've gone before the throne of God. Maybe it's Bible reading. Maybe you just simply, simply need to commit to 10 minutes of reading the Bible a day. You do that, you start now, you'll have read through the whole Bible in a year. Maybe you need to set a time to read the Bible. With the Holy Spirit, maybe it's just understanding that you need to stop and listen to the Holy Spirit to pray first and to hear for his leading. A little bit more silence. John 14, 16 says, I will give you a counselor and he will be with you forever. And it is the spirit, the spirit of truth. Are you leaning into your relationship and your gifting from the Holy Spirit? Maybe for you it's baptism. You just need to sign up today in the next 24 hours, fill out the baptism application and get it done. Maybe it's joining the church. You need to say, I'm going to go in the next 24 hours, I'm going to fill out the membership application. Or I'm going to commit, maybe I'm just going to commit for the next six weeks to be a part of branches worship. Maybe I'm going to commit for the next six months to be a part of branch. I'm not going to miss it unless I'm sick or away. Maybe I'm going to be for another year a part of branches worship. But making that commitment to joining the church uh, or, or one of those time periods. And, and we've already heard about the benefit of serving. Serving is so much less about helping the church than it is about helping you grow. When you serve, man, God does great things through you, but also to you. In James 2, verse 26 says, faith without works is dead. Maybe it's time to serve. Serve God through the church or in your community. Maybe you say, I want to commit to 10 hours a week of serving at and fill in the blank. Maybe in the next 24 hours, you go to the next step page on branch and fill out the service team checklist. Maybe it's sharing. I'm giving you a simple way to share. You can invite five people next week and they're going to hear the gospel. It's going to be exciting. You can invite someone to coffee. You can pray, invest, invite. But maybe intentionally sharing your faith is your next step and discipling someone else. Maybe it is signing up to say, hey, I want to be a part of a one-on-one -on -one discipleship relationship and have that conversation with Pastor Scott about what that would look like for you. What is your next step? God said, go and make disciples. We want to be a church of disciples who love to make disciples. So let's work together to fulfill that great commission and be a church that's always reaching and helping one another grow in our relationship with Jesus.
during this song. Will you pray? Fill out the card. The more specific, the better. Will you fill out the card and let us pray over you? And maybe, the, maybe you don't know. You just want us to pray that God would show you your next steps. We would love to do that as well. During this song, drop the cards off in one of these bags. When the song's over, Chris will listen.
Hey, thanks again for joining us. We hope that you can take some of the things that we talked about and use them in your spiritual journey. And again, if this has been an encouragement to you, go ahead and share it online. Don't forget before you leave to go to branchlife.church and fill out your connection card. We'd love to hear from you, particularly if you took a step of faith today. We'd love to know that. You can do that all on this connection card online. We hope you'll join us for the next episode as we talk about the next step that'll take you deeper in your faith. Have a great rest of your day.